Hi, everyone. This is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. And my guest today is Darren. Darren is a friend, a mentor, and a lot of things for me. And we met at a UC Berkeley event. And Darren is the founder and CEO of Group 60, an executive coaching and training company focused on building great leaders from the inside out. He founded Group 60 in 2010 to help companies win in rapidly changing marketplaces by maximizing the development and impact of leaders and their teams. Prior to starting Group 60, he worked at companies such as Accenture, Neutrogena, and Gap. He received a bachelor's degree from UC Davis, Go Aggies, and an MBA from UC Berkeley High School of Business, Go Bears. He's also a certified executive coach by the International Coach Federation. Darren, so good to be here with you. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on again. Awesome. Well, it's a bad habit of mine, but I like to just jump right to it. So I've heard um, that you're writing a book. Is that right? I am. It's been a crazy endeavor, a long, long time brewing. Just was looking back and the first interview was in 2017. So it'll be almost, almost three years, if, if you can believe that. It's a long process, that's for sure. Wow. Well, you know, I would love to learn more about that process. So how did, you know, if it was, it's been three years, how did you start to decide to write a book? And what was that decision process like for you? Yeah, so about, I guess, four years ago, I was just having a, a conversation with a friend. And she said, Darren, it sounds like you're going to write a book. I said, write a book? I said, oh, that's interesting, but I'm definitely not a writer. I don't fancy myself as a writer. And it just started this mental process of, okay, maybe I can do this and create a book. And because I was talking a lot about leadership tips and thinking about just doing more speaking and more writing and more content creation. I was starting to blog using LinkedIn as a platform. And the book was really that next extension of the content creation process. And it's just, it took a while and, um, you know, I wasn't sure how long, how to go about creating a book. I talked to uh, someone who's become a mentor of mine, Jesse Grove, who's written some really cool books actually around coaching. And that just got me going in terms of, okay, you know, let's do this. I can do this. Started doing a few interviews, started to get further into it. And it was really once I started telling clients that I was writing a book, then I was 10 toes in, as I like to say, of writing this book. Because before you could pull out, you mentioned it to your spouse or your friend or your parents. But when you start telling clients, they definitely hold you accountable to writing this book. And of course, it's it's nice because they ask me, hey, Darren, how's the book coming? How's the book coming? And, and that provides a nice reinforcement, provides accountability, provides some motivation and encouragement as well. Well, I appreciate that. And I mean, there is, it feels like there is this, there is this uh, increased accountability that you started to put yourself through as you were going through this journey. Um, what started as, you know, a conversation with somebody. Absolutely. It just, it was that initial spark that just, just started this thought process. And, you know, if I, never thought of myself as a good writer because I had some beliefs rooted in not having my best grades in college in, in my English classes and not getting into AP English in high school. So don't write a whole grudges against anybody. But and what I realized over time is 
because of those things didn't mean I wasn't a good writer or I wasn't a good business writer. It just meant I wasn't the strongest at analyzing what Kafka meant and the metamorphosis. You know, and I just remember racking my brain. Why, why don't I get it? Why don't I have the answer or the response that the other English students had in my class at Davis and some of the professors? And it just, it took me a while to, to separate those two things and realize, you know, look, I, I can write. And it was really the, the LinkedIn platform that got me going. And I thought about, you know, does this, does this pass the smart filters? Does this sound insightful? Is this good information? And a good friend of mine, David, who encouraged me and acted as a uh, advisor of sorts to help me just get going on the writing process. And it was the blogging that really helped and eventually evolved into the book. Wow. So, I mean, I'm just thinking that everyone probably has a different type of hurdle for themselves as they think about writing a book. And, you know, for, for you, it sounds like this one uh, started at the in the writing classes. And how, what... Was there, were there like specific things besides LinkedIn or um, some things you did yourself to overcome some of these uh, hurdles? One thing is I just started studying more and more writers and looking at people were writing on blogs. And I think just given just um, the ability to self-publish these days, I think there's different models for content and creation, obviously distribution and marketing. And just seeing that, it just made me realize... Look, there's, there's no right or wrong answer when you're creating content. It's just your point of view. You share an experience or the way you see something with the world. So, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm writing in a completely greenfield area, but obviously I've shared different experiences. I've gone through different things that will have a different lens in the way I write and tell some of those stories. So reading different blogs, different writers just gave me the confidence to say, look, you know, I'm not comparing myself to other writers or similar writers in this space, but it's really there's really a place for anyone's style, anyone's perspective. And that was really helpful. And I, I appreciate that uh, as well. This, this idea of like studying others at the same time. So I guess it makes me think of another question, which is like, how do you start to create your own voice as you're reading other people and your own ideas? I feel like some people are afraid of, oh, I can't write about this because it's already been written about so much time. But, um, you know, you were able to create like something, of course, like, with, with Group 60 and uh, in yourself, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Finding your own voice, that's interesting because I think when people tend to study other authors in their genre, particularly, that they tend to probably mimic. And for me, this sounds almost bad, but I tried to not read too many books because I, I felt like, oh, I am just turning things over again. It's the same content in a slightly different way. but. I think steering clear of that and also just getting more and more confidence and just seeing people's responses. Hey, that was really interesting. That was insightful. Just gives you more motivation. But honestly, I don't, I don't think my final voice is there. I'm, I'm trying to work on being more and more authentic, both in the way I speak and the way I write, just to what truly resonates with me. And I'm, I'm getting there. And I hope that this will come out in the book. But it definitely is a process and a journey for sure in terms of finding that voice, that voice that's really true to you and authentic. Yeah. And how do you, I mean, do you, how do you test for that? Like as you're writing this book and how do you keep yourself authentic and make sure that it is coming across as that honest voice? I don't know if there's anything that I've done particularly. I think it's just more over time. And, and the fun part of writing a book is the number of times you go through the same chapters. And then my editor is challenging me to, to reframe some of the chapters into 
change the voice and the perspective and provide more details. And I think just over time going through it, you just get more and more comfortable. And I've started just to push myself out there more out of my comfort zone and sharing things. In fact, one thing was when I conceptualize this book, it's all about leadership. It's now in its current form, 12 principles on leadership. I thought hundred percent of the story is going to be about other people. And what I found is that I guess I wanted to tell my story. So I'd be in one of these principles and I thought, I want to put my story out there. I don't know if it's cathartic or what it is, but I thought potentially it's insightful. It's cathartic. It's, it's helpful to tell your own story. I think when you do that, I think you definitely can find that more authentic voice, but a lot of it's just time. You know, the last three years, there's been definitely fits and spurts in terms of the amount of time, but it's been a lot of 5am wake ups, including weekends where I couldn't sleep. And I got up and got my MacBook pro out here and just, uh, start banging away on the keys and just writing. I think so much of that repetition, just you start to get a lot more of that authentic voice along the way. Wow. So uh, I guess I want to dive a little bit in more into the time management piece of it too, like committing to something like writing a book and you, you know, what, and you know, you have family commitments, other commitments, how do you prioritize or what tools were helpful for you? Using the mornings. The only time I write is the morning. I, I, I've tried to get my computer and start writing in the afternoon and, and nothing happens. Sometimes I can write a blog for whatever reason, because that can be around specifically around a topic, but I'm trying to be really creative or just strategic time in general. I am very selfish with my morning hours and I get probably a little bit cranky. I'm sure my wife's you know not always the happiest with me when she comes into the office early morning at six and I'm already... My, I'm just head down, focus out of my coffee. I'm on cup number two. But I think using that time and being selfish with that time, that, that's the only way. Because once those client emails coming in, the phone calls, you tend to get more in a uh, transactional mindset and just sort of dealing with different situations that come up. I'm sure you can relate in your days. But to me, it's just carving that time up because otherwise it absolutely would never happen. Wow. Uh, I- are you listening to music or anything at the when you're writing, or is just quiet, uh, Darren? Writing music all the time. I got my <laughs> got my headphones on, and uh, just yeah, just rotate the music. I love a huge variety. My wife doesn't understand why I don't have playlists, but I just I like you know everything from you know hip hop to country to some songs I never thought I would have listened to in my twenties. You know, being a single <laughs> guy, but <laughs> listen to a lot of cream puff songs, but love songs, but, um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff to keep me inspired. I appreciate that. I mean, um, wow. So, um, so I know you mentioned 12 principles and when, what, what are, um, you know, what's like, what kind of folks are you thinking would be, uh, potentially be the readers of this book? Did you have to think about that as you were writing at all or? Yeah, no, of course that's, that's best practices, right? When you're creating a a book or any product, right? But for me, as I mentioned, the original, that that impetus was just, I wanted to put something out in the world. I wanted to, the biggest reason was that I wanted to challenge myself to do something I never thought I could do, which is write a book. I and mean, that to me, I thought maybe when I'm 70, I'll write a memoir, assuming I had an interesting life and stories to tell. But honestly, the genesis of that was just, I'm going to do something that I didn't think I could do. And it's that challenging, that self-limiting belief again. And also, I'm constantly thinking about things. I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm coaching people, doing training sessions. And it was a great way just to codify all the different things that I'm thinking, 
that I'm talking about, that I'm speaking about, I'm working with clients on, and to put it in, in a nice, a nice package that allows me to say, okay, here's the 12 principles. It's not all of them. It's not um, comprehensive by any stretch of the imagination, but that was how it started. But then as I've been writing it, I've had to think, okay, how am I positioning this thing? Who is this for? And for me, what I've landed on is this is for people who, who aspire to being more than successful. Success was a little bit of a, I think a moniker that people will put on you perhaps is based on financial success or whatnot. And to me, it's about being great, whatever that definition is. And if you ask a person, you ask a, an entrepreneur, a Silicon Valley entrepreneur, they're going to give you a different definition. If you ask an athlete, what does it mean to be great? If you ask a parent, what does it mean to be great or a teacher? They're going to give very different definitions. So it's this idea of this savage leader is someone who doesn't want to just, just be successful. Of course, I want to be successful like anyone but I also want to be great. And just for me, that's around, you know, having some significant impact on the world through transforming people into being better leaders. I, I appreciate that. And uh, I also, I mean, appreciate how you, you've sort of condensed it into 12 principles as well. Um, was that like, is that, I mean, I guess everyone has a different writing style. So was that like a journey to get it to fit in that? Or were there like, is there two things as uh, just kind of thinking through the content of it? The way it started was I was advised by uh, my friend, Jesse. He said, just get the content on paper, print them out, put them on the floor and organize it. To me, that was a little scary because I think a little more linear. And but I started writing and then eventually another friend said, Hey, why don't you structure these into principles? Like, ah, oh, that's, that's really interesting. So it allows you to, have these bite-sized chunks of insight. And one thing also is, I don't this may be an old school reference, but do you remember those books, Choose Your Own Adventure? I, I don't, but uh, the, what is it? Basically, you'd read a chapter, you'd make a decision. And this is like in the, in the, you know, the non-technology world. And you pick a direction in the story based on that. So for me, I thought about be able, someone be able to pick this book up and they're reading a chapter like, yeah, that, that doesn't really resonate with me, but allows them to navigate and to read through the book in a different way. So not necessarily from page one to the final page, but based on different chapters. So yeah, the chapters do build upon each other, but you can, you can read it in a nonlinear way as well. And I appreciate how um, sort of a constant feedback loop you have with some of these individuals around you, Jesse, and some of the other folks you've named. Um, how what what role has that played like feedback from others um as you as as you as you were writing a writing the book it's been huge you know honestly i haven't shared it that widely beyond that and that's probably another best practice to do but honestly I've, i got to a point where i just wanted to get this to the finish line and just uh versus you spend so much time just in your own head in terms of is this is this terrible is this okay is it good is it insightful and you know, I want to get this thing out there, but absolutely those two people that I mentioned have been incredibly helpful. Also the writer that I'm working with, um, she's been wonderful in terms of some validation, but also some good feedback, you know, Hey, this will, this could even make it more interesting, more uh, direct in terms of how you would apply something because I'll tell a lot of potentially seemingly random stories. I mean, these stories of leadership, it's not just, Oh, fortune 500 CEO, Silicon Valley entrepreneur. It's, military special forces. So Navy SEALs, it's Ironman triathletes, it's successful entrepreneurs that have exited to companies like Google. It's um, a therapist. It's a, a golf coach. It's a basketball coach. Talk to a couple of pro athletes. So it's stories that you wouldn't necessarily say, okay, how do I 
absorb that and apply that as a business leader per se. And so she encouraged me to say, Hey, what's the big takeaway? Cause you tell a bunch of these stories. It's like, okay, bring it home. Now make it relevant to people so they can actually apply those principles. So that's how the principles evolved as well. That it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting cause, um, it also sounds like a little bit of evolution going on within the writing as you're, as you're writing it. Um, as you sort of look back, like, are there like, um, things you could would have done like one or two things that you might've done differently? Um, it's tough because it absolutely was an evolution. I just said, Hey, I'm gonna write this book. I know it was loosely on leadership and I knew I was going to interview a lot of people because I, I like those kind of books. I think it's interesting to take a lot of these different perspectives, but it also is also the way I see the world. I make, I like to make connections between things that are otherwise obvious. So taking a, a you know, leadership lesson from a executive with a, you know, special ops person with a, with an athlete. And I like making some of those intersection points, but it's hard because it was such a first time. I mean, I, I could say doing more research into the steps of the process, but honestly, I think that might've held me back. I think just getting going. And I always used to fear the, the blinking uh, cursor of death where you have the white screen and you've got nothing on the page. And just, I think it was really helpful just to say, all right, I didn't have a title. You know, I developed a working title over time and just to start cranking, just to start writing. And actually now they make me think about it. I want to go back to that very first couple of pages that I wrote just to see what that looked like. Cause I honestly don't remember I'm sure it was a totally different form and it's more of probably like a journal type of entry. Wow. I mean, it sounds like you avoided some, you know, some uh, pitfalls there with the, that, but I appreciate you sharing those things as well. Cause you know, I, I feel like it could be a barrier sometimes if you just spend a lot of time, maybe thinking about one thing for too long. For sure. Um, I mean, there's definitely not to say I could have done, could have done things differently. There's a hundred things I could have done probably more than that, but just because I wanted to jump in, I didn't want it to be a barrier to have this, this, you know, looming pressure of like this book, I want to just actually get started and jump right in and just overcome. So I didn't have that cursor, didn't have zero words on the page. I want to get some words down on the page and then cut it back. Sometimes wholesale entire section would go out sometimes a little uh, minor trim. Wow. So what is like, when you think about sort of the timing of this book, and I'm excited that this is this is going to be out soon. What are, what are, what are your thoughts on that? targeting to get out by, by the summer. So probably latest September, but just obviously there's some editing that needs to happen and then we'll be self publishing it through Amazon. So yeah, next, next couple months. So it's, it's, we're there almost to the finish line. So I'm super excited. Something that I hoped to publish on my last birthday in April, 2019, that is, and that just came and went and just, you know, you get busy. Like I said, I use the mornings to write on the book and do creative projects, but there was sometimes months on end where there was a lot of client work or different things that came up that didn't allow me to get up early and write. So it'd be on pause for a little bit. So it's been a long process, but it should be by August, September. That's so exciting. And how can um, like find folks find more information about, uh, about this book or connect with you? So we have a page up on our website. So you can either go to group60, G-R-O-U-P-S-I-X-T-Y.com slash book or thesavageleader.com, which will redirect to that same page. Awesome. I'll, I'll be sure to include those links in the description of the podcast. Or if you're watching a video, they'll be in the video description as well. Um, well, uh, any last shout outs, uh, Darren? I uh, really appreciate you sharing your insights on, on uh, your upcoming book. 
No, thank you. Happy to be here. And it's been fun. I think just encouraging people don't let those self-loving beliefs just fester, but actually challenge those beliefs and do things and, and commit yourself to doing something you didn't think was possible. Tell someone that you respect and admire that you're going to do something. So they hold you accountable and you hold yourself accountable to not let that person down. That's been huge for me is just to tell people that I respect and admire, Hey, I'm working on this book and just to help me push myself out of my comfort zone and to challenge some of those beliefs. Thanks so much. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks. And happy to be here. I appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week 